0: Welcome to the Thrifty Titans Podcast, your ultimate destination for razor-sharp brand building and media insights. We bring you the wisdom of the most badass founders, media mavericks, indie hackers, and content creators in the whole wide world and help you grow your business and your audience without losing your mind or breaking the bank. Join the ranks of the Thrifty Titans and together... Let's build something extraordinary. Hello, hello. Welcome to the You Incorporated podcast with me, Saikat. I have the pleasure of having Kalyan Kumar with me. Kalyan is the co-founder and CEO of Kluk an AI and ML-led influencer intelligence discovery and insights platform that offers marketers access to profile insights of over quarter billion influencers from around the world. It's truly amazing, guys. And on this show, we are going to speak about how not to fuck up your creator partnerships as an aspiring founder, a rookie marketer. Welcome to the show, Kalyan.
1: Thanks a lot, Sakat. Thank you for having me.
0: You're a veteran marketer yourself. What do you okay. see as the role of creator
1: partnerships when it comes to the B2B domain versus the B2C domain? My space is B2C, which is consumer insight, what makes people tick, versus the B2B world, which is very Uh, Who is the key decision maker? What is the influencer network within an organization who will make decisions? And and that kind of puts in a very different space. The consumer outreach can be massive, can be mass, can be niche-oriented within a mass, within a consumer thing because I can pick up a product or buy a product. basis my emotional, rational reasons and all of that. But B2B is heavily rational. How is it good for me? How much will it? Cost, what are the features all of that so that's one layer and therefore the audience and the influencer mapping becomes very different here i would say if i'm a beauty brand i want a beauty influencer with a beauty audience with female audiences and so on all those targeting needs versus b2b i could speak to a lot of people with an influencer but i need someone who's a captain of the industry or someone who influences people with their thoughts and that splits it off and therefore the platform stage You would not, the lines are gray. While LinkedIn would work in a very different way for a B2B state, Instagram and TikTok would obviously give you for one in 10 relevant consumer if you're trying to do a B2B outreach using. However, YouTube is again interesting. The fun comment I have is I think after Google, YouTube probably is the largest search engine. There you can find B2B people talking about trucks and engines and which car to buy versus which industry which software, which form works. So a lot of B2B influencing is happening there because and YouTube allows audiences to select and find content versus again YouTubers talking about makeup and fashion and cooking and food Kalyan imagine I am a young D2C brand how do i identify product evangelists really the 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 logic and seamlessness of traditional marketing that on the internet but the rest of it applies on influencer marketing which is my first advice to a D2C founder would be your influencers are your mouthpiece, mm-hmm. and the audience of the influencer—that's your target audience. Now, are they? Question to ask therefore is: this Is my target audience like paid media or targeting for performance? And how do I find influencers who, at least in the ballpark, deliver those audiences? And therefore, I would say don't go just by the genre. You're all right, an influencer looks good. He or she has 100,000 followers or 1 million followers. He or she talks about fashion and lifestyle. Um, but let's say you're L'Oreal and you are trying to find female influences to talk about a certain product line, which is feminine. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? It's the world of natural selection, of, let's say a lot of, uh, a lot of female influences very likely have a chunk of male followers. Right. And that will come out later. So we say keep that in mind. Can you sift to the audience? Can you sift through the audience affinities? Which is to say, if it are possible, is it could I find out whether my influences audience would really like to hear about beauty, lifestyle, or fashion? Second layer is relevant audiences. At least look for that. Even if we just took influences with fake follows out, you would on an average, see 20 to 40% jump. Just to give you a state of affairs on Instagram, let's say you take 1 million profiles on Instagram randomly and you check for audience authenticity, mm-hmm. saying that, look, how many would be at least 70% authentic audiences? Uh, 1 million would fall to the zone of 400,000 or less. Oh, wow. Yes. By the way, this is across the world, but India is massive in this mat, and no blue tick is an indicator of audience authenticity. There
0: are allegations of some of the biggest celebrities in the world, including Indian celebrities purchasing bot followers. There are multiple very public marketplaces where you could purchase social media followers.
1: Why is this game on? This is the age-old problem of all media in the sense, each technology, uh, there is new knowledge, uh, but it's just the information arbitrage, which is what is the world making its current decision based on the number of followers. So me as a creator, it's an incentive. Hey, listen, I can add 30% more influencers and charge 10% per content. Right? That's, is everybody out there aware of this? No, we are the few. It's a small circle of people who are aware that you can actually make Decisions on influencer marketing raises the audience of an influencer. Right now, it's just three layers. I like the influencer by the genre and fitment to my brand, the number of followers he or she has, and I like the engagement rate. Now, problem with the genre and fitment is fine. That's visual, aesthetic, subjective, and humanly vetable. But other two are completely gameable. And therefore, there's an incentive for everyone to game it. So the resurgence of tech being able to build transparency on this is what's going to make it go away. But right now it's it, the penetration of tech is. I'm just going to give a indicative number, which is to say, I would say it's less than 5%, which is decision makers, marketers, anything are not aware that you can, that these things are. Happening. That's why we talked and the world could benefit. And the hungry people who really make it work, and they are able to figure it out before the bigger brands, are the D two C brands, the bootstrap brands right. who won't count, and they are our biggest evangelists. We, have, I mean, out of the forty D two C brands who signed up on us, I think they saw the demo and they recommend twenty other friends, making me almost feel like the family. I get their deal because they have 30, a lakh of rupees as one to spend, and we say Spend fifteen twenty k on the platform or any tech platform. I just want to take this conversation away from me to say, but make sure the remaining eighty thousand rupees that you spend on buying influencers and paying for them works. At least you're rolling out the errors. But
0: you're really telling me that some of the most experienced marketers in Indian MNCs across sectors are not aware of this menace of fake followers as yet.
1: I am absolutely telling you that. And I have data to prove that. For example, I could take any brand, but I could immediately, let's say, on a form like ours, see how many influencers they have engaged in the 90 days. And if I just do a filter of how many have worked with, how many of those were mixed with fake followers, that number often lands at around 50%. Or 60%. Imagine there's a massive beauty influencer. Let's say there's a, let's just say there's a pilgrim or X Y Z, and what they've funded in their, even if they're doing barters and whatever else, at least almost fifty percent of the influencers either should be paid a very different amount, which is which is their audience, right? Or Oh, by the way, I've had some very interesting conversations with D2C brand. They saying look, I know there's a lot of influencers, a lot of fake followers. And, but we don't care. We just send them the product and they write about us. And uh, therefore it, it doesn't cost me money. It costs me 700 rupees to you, which I think is worth. I said, look, that's good. But how about if you send that 700 rupees to you product to somebody with an authentic audience? Yeah. So the incentives and the time and yeah. So short answer is again, no, the marketers are not aware of this. And the bigger the organization, they have all the inputs. What is the, One of the reasons would be that everyone's spending a lot more on influence marketing, but has it been on salience? What's the spend and what's the optimization cost? And worth my time as a manager or brand manager or the CMO, only so much. It's gone up to 30% in certain markets for certain beauty and lifestyle D2C brands of their spend on influence marketing. And for them, it's absolutely imperative to optimize that. But let's say it's a big five they saying, "Hey, look, man, we've got the world going on. We've got a sales team. We've got our operations. We've got uh, distributions. Our media plays only an X role. Out of that, a sliver of that is in personal marketing. Digital is still massive. So, yeah, the cookie will keep crumbling. But the point is, it's if you remember YouTube, or, sorry, video marketing. Do you remember right. uh, a brand, a company, a tech firm called MORT, which said, I will give you viewability metrics? Oh, yes. Which means a video could earlier run on a single pixel on a consumer's phone or laptop, which means they're not seeing the video, but it's being delivered. And nobody yep. knows. They said, okay, or at least 25 or 30 or 40% of the screen has to contain the video insertion. Only then it qualifies for the video. It's like that. We're saying, you know, tech funds like us, look, are saying that, look, there's just new data. It's not your fault for having messed up your influencer marketing. You didn't mess up. You did the best you could. Now there's new data and that instantly allows you to 20 to 40 to 60% of cleanliness on Daisy. True that. Do you have
0: stories of founders approaching creators with the data on their fake following and how they might have re- reacted to those without naming
1: names? It's a very tricky place. So, one is you say, hey, listen, somebody has 80% paper. Right. But you can see those 20% of their real followers are really high quality. Uh, there are scenarios where out of that 20%, one fourth of them are influencers themselves because he's such a big or she's such a big lifestyle, fashion, tech influencer. Mm. And they've got a skills, so there's a quality there. Second is they make beautiful content. They are amenable people. They are lovely people. So it's I don't judge anyone. I just said, look, here's your situation. Here's your content, and here's your audience. The sweet spot may not be that. Hey, listen, if I have eighty percent fake followers, should I pay them one? Uh, but I said, look, maybe it's 2x or maybe it's 40% of the cost because they're making great content, X, Y, Z. And you know what's happening? Now there's a lot of what you call whitelisting, which is right. And in any case, gives you a very limited organic reach. But to put paid media behind the beautiful cost and content, so no matter what the category and how many fake followers, right, can be reached many audiences. You're fighting from the shoulders of an influencer. It's really interesting, but there are many fun stories where the influencers say, hey, listen, okay, fine, you got me, but so let's work. Let's get to work. Let's work it. The other way to look at it is, which we recommend brands, is look, you can do that. You can just say that, look, there are still, for every influencer of whatever genre, hmm. there are at least 30,000 other influencers who are far more worthy. Absolutely. But it's your, all it's your comfort. It's your human limitation. There's a managed service model. So, you know, decisions with your eyes open is all we are in. It. Absolutely. Do you see this menace of fake followers going away anytime soon, Alian? That's a heavy question. And I would think yes. Okay. What are the incentives? So the tech platforms are also cleaning it up, right? You know that Twitter is cleaning it, Instagram is cleaning it, but they're cleaning it because at a slow pace in the sense they'll clean it when they want to put bigger fish to fry, And it's also subscriber also waste claims they can make. Right, right, of course. They're a bot. We're saying there is enough tech out there that just gives you clients. For example, how do we tell you someone's a bot? We say we don't know if they're a bot. All we are saying is they're most likely useless because they have shown no human activity on the timeline in the last six months. So how does it matter if they're a fake or real as they don't show up to the party? True that. Yeah, so we're saying that's stage one. As brands adopt, as the evangelization grows, everybody will know, hey, look, the incentives are only on making great content and building a great community for hmm. my content as a creator. And uh, everything is pointing to reduction. Having Which? said that, the tech of people working on these fake follows, fake likes, we're always all to one step ahead of each of the platforms, right? So, it'll continue. It will peter down. What's the timeline? Given the way tech works, the timeline is constricting. You take right. the irony to the technical age, to the this age, to the computer age, everything is getting smaller, where we'll see much tech, I'm saying Facebook may not exist 10 years from now, 5 years from now, who knows? That's so, all like, we the know, know that we thought would rule the planet, didn't exist, as I'm not here today, and more of that is going to happen today. In the subset of that discussion, we're saying that the fake follow thing is, but there'll be another menace. It may be an, uh, related or on a different channel. On the digital world, you've got mixed reality coming in. You've got a whole different world populating equivalent to the matrix. Very early days, you're all dropping the words like AI, ML, Web 3.0 and metaverse. Yeah, and right. you know, they're not that is that scale. Except the pr conversations around those 30,000 people. only, right. Maybe we know 3,000 are the most relevant people and only one, 5 of them have an Oculus and 2 of them have a card. True. So, yeah. So I'll, there'll be new challenges. I'm seeing the fake follow on one should ideally diminish because there's enough to say, Hey, listen, it's not working out. Got it. Where does the
0: micro creator fit into a marketing mix according to you versus where does, let's say, the celeb creator fit into the marketing mix of a B2C brand?
1: Oh, great question. And as I have been talking about this for at least three years way before it was very cool to write a blog every other day where go Right. and i didn't have the word micro influences back right. we just said look here is a way if you had to do the uh, how i met your mother hot crazy graph yeah. right uh, yeah so if you take uh, the axis and i'm going to make a subjective claim here just sure sure that man. you take the reach of an influencer on one axis and mm-hmm. credibility of influencer on the other axis, barring a few outliers, they'll always be there. You find an inverse correlation. What does that mean? That means I'm going back to first principles, which is to say, the bigger I am as an influencer, the less likely my followers are going to believe that I'm saying something positive about a brand without any incentive. Okay. So, saying mm-hmm. when Amitabh Bachchan is on an ad. Talking about cycle, I don't think anyone's buying the fact that he actually uses a, it at ho- at his home. Yeah. All they're buying is fine. He's giving his credit with his cool, he's selling cool and association and credibility of saying that probably there's a good company with some right. Technically, even the role of media has been there. Hey, if you like, see if, an ad you say, Oh, this company must be legit, man. They've got an ad on daily. Right. Maybe I can offer product and probably get customers. So that what's the role of the big influencers is visibility and that uh, that visibility optics. Right. As you go down, the macro influencers are your credibility and awareness drivers. And as you go down, and bear with me on this pyramid, let's say the micro influencers are people like almost like you and me, but just a little bit bigger. And okay. then. So they are my circle of trust. I Believe them because they're not it down the path. Just talk about stuff that I like, that's follow them, and they're quite unlikely to believe them. So you're having said that, there are outliers. For example, beauty and cosmetics. On the, on the skin deep section, which is let's say lipsticks and makeup, drives on cool. So I want to see the coolest people with the biggest people using it. So if I see a maple being used by a Deepika, it's enough for me. I don't need, there's no rational, the emotional versus rational. Right. It's all emotional. Right. But the more rational product, hey, I have this phone, blah, 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 and this works well. I want to hear it from someone who I want to take it down trust me. Oh, even a serum. Right. On a beauty serum. I don't want to see someone who I've been seeing who has been a glass-skinned beautiful woman. And she's saying, hey, listen, you don't need it. If you do, I don't know. You've already solved for it before you got this problem. Okay. So, that, so, I said the hierarchy is very different. So, the micro-influencers are the people who are able to have audiences who believe in them. And therefore, that there's this whole other conversation of influencers. These are the guys who are able to drive it. Imagine I'm selling, I come to Taikat as an influencer and say, hey, big problem with the big influencers, I'm doing a campaign every other day. But it, the equivalent of that constricted in a timeline of a day is in the morning, I meet Taikat and say in the office, hey, I screwed, let's not have it. Forget the DL, let's have a Coca-Cola. Then in the afternoon, I say, hey, listen, I normally have a coffee after lunch, but let's have a Coke. Then after for the smoke break, you go down and you say, hey, let's have another Coke, man, forget the smoke. You say, Kalyan, how much are you getting paid Right. Yeah, so, the other problem is 90% of the brands is not in India but every geography in the world have been working with the top earlier it was 500 influencers now maybe it's 2000. Right. And which in me talking about L'Oreal on Monday and a Coca-Cola on Wednesday and a Panasonic on Friday. True. So, we said well, go, why am I, why is everyone saying either find the great influencers not brand, date, still today or find mm-hmm. the micro-influencers talk about a lot of things. In fact, there's another insight which was on the D2C brand. I'm saying on fashion lifestyle, nobody sticks to one brand, right? I use a Maybelline lipstick and I might use a mascara. I'm talking out of my scope of my personal use, but I'm just saying brands. So you cannot be a lackmate Do you ever want to work? I never want to work with an influencer who talks about a True. I said, look, in fact, I would say get the L'Oreal influencers. Let them talk about another contextual product, which is not... The lipstick that she spoke about, but this time it's the mascara or whatever. Right, right. Because that's how people behave. So you've got to get into how much work we do on consumer inciting and human behavior and cognitive science. Bring that into influence One, Can you. you actually take a hit? So there's a lot to this. Like I could go on and pull of it. So I'm going to restrain and just let you ask the next question.
0: Okay. So what then is the role of celebrity? In this age of digital media, this is a recurring question that has come up with with the chief operating officer of OML, the head of creator agencies that I've had on the show, and we come back to this question constantly about what it is that a celeb can now do. Is it purely that I can see a celeb while let's say while I'm driving on the highway or I'm driving through a freeway and I see a huge hoarding with the celeb on it? If that hoarding gets replaced with a micro influencer, does anything change? Does a celeb have any inherent value given that more and more consumption is shifting to digital?
1: I would say it would be a wrong thing to use. So that's what a brand ambassador, right? Is what a celeb versus right. an influencer is a brand ad. So an influencer's face, a micro influencer's face, and a hoarding. Will serve you no purpose because her job is or his job is to speak to her specific audience, tell them, "I think this is good." And celebrity's role is to say, "Hey, I'm cool and I live this lifestyle and this I think is better." So, bringing visibility metric and as association of brand fitment. So, there is again, when I think of a celebrity, I think of fitment. What are my nuances? I'm a warm brand. Do I want a Gulpanagara? Cool do I want, yes, or Pika versus Disha Patani, who sit various degrees of fitment, parameters, personas of uh, celebrities are. I would say to the extent that an influencer need not fit into your persona, because if you are asked and you're going to look for a 23 chis- year old boy influencer talking about, I'd say listen, think of the audience and respect that. Actually, I would go after. People all these female influences with 80% male followers and say, I'll be your ex angel. So the role is based audience and what they like to hear about the smaller influences, the bigger influences, the bigger ones. So a lot of influences bigger, big come celebrities celebrity. Also, they leave the door of credibility into the door of visibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the role of celebrities. I'm saying, look, celebrity. And see, I'm not wedded to anything. I'm saying like, each one has a role. Okay, fine. Lifestyle. Sorry, life cycle of your bride. You are like me. Like, you the beauty product. You don't need the credibility. True. It works. Everyone knows. I just need the cool quotient. So, I'm going to take the big. I'm going to stay heavy on the top with the big influences on the um, beauty lifestyle. But if I'm a beauty brand who's talking about serums and things that do all those wellness being all of that, I want to go down. I'm not going to believe after a while, no matter what that celebrity yoga lady says, right. because she says a lot of things. Right. And just the audiences for the purpose you're trying to reach with them. If you're not doing influencing, sure. don't that's it. True, then we'll call it influencer marketing. It's not influencer marketing when you're doing in celebrities. It has, so again, the purpose is like fine, I can't take a brand endorsement deal, but hey, I can buy a 22 lakh story post. So then use one. So therefore, the, there's a number. All right. Trigger your massive campaign with one or two celebrities. Keep a heavier mega or macros. So, let's say there are 20 macros. Keep 200 micros or 300 Mm. micros. Mm. And maybe go crazy with 3000 nanos. So, what are your roles in terms of timeline? A money bite. You're a big guy. You can afford many megas and you have the relevance that I want. I'm skin deep, so I'm going to stay there. And then the others are going to be your awareness and credibility drivers and true credibility drivers and adopters and engagers. That's your hierarchy. And you sustain. One, three celebrities can eat up a 50 like budget. 40 macros can last you that month. And so you say, look, who are my bursts, sustainers, credibility drivers, sustainers and long term thing? I'm saying influencer marketing as an agenda should not even be campaign. It should be always on, right? Because Job of influencing is always you no no one's buying only of course you're buying electronic, there are seasonal products. Right. But how many lifestyle products I need, especially food, consumer, this, that, things that move fast. Right. So ask 30 questions. My, my life cycle, my relevance to rational versus emotional. What am I triggering? Who's cool? What is the hierarchy? And therefore the spend breakup. And therefore I said, look, do even if you take two mega celebrity or celebrities. That's going to eat thirty percent of budget, mm. and uh, you can use that remaining seventy very beautifully to cast here depending on your needs. Ask the right questions, and it cannot be one size fits all in the mix of the kind of influences.
0: So, Kalyan, there are how are brands coming up with newer models for partnership with
1: creators? Attribution is a big problem. So, what we are saying is. If you want to do influencer to commerce, which is a big marching order by most brands, look, I want right. to commerce. Yeah, then that, that relationship to say, am I giving that influencer or the right attribution? So not everybody hears the content is going to take that cue or code to buy now. They may choose to buy later. Imagine they go to Amazon, they see the same product at the same deal that the influencer says, what's my incentive to use the core? True. So I'm saying, the channels some exclusivity. Give it thing. Is the channel your first channel that says, okay, only with me at this deal? Second, is a lot of brands also saying, let's build a community of influencers who will do a lot of work right. with us consistently and continuously. And we think that think to that very carefully because it means that you're essentially trying to do a product deal that hey, I'll right. work with you throughout the year. Now, the same problem of repetition comes. I don't want to hear about the same black lipstick or Coca-Cola or HP printer. Can some side five times a day or six times a year? Because he's that relevant. So, we're saying that attribution and influencer may influence someone, but somebody may go and buy sometime and there's no attribution to the influencer having enacted that sale. Third is, there's a long tail of people who can make it work. People who making great content who are not discoverable. The right. human construct of a managed service that needs enablement through technology is how to find those 3 million other people in India or anywhere in the world who mm. are making content, except in a very small, which is going straight to the micro influencer and the nano influencer. Right. So layers on that to say, look, what's happening now? How's the relationship changing? there been a lot of FOMO and influencer marketing, right? Hey, of course. This brand is doing it, so let me do it. This one is doing it. So I'm doing. I'm doing. So somebody else starts doing it, and everyone's now asking questions. If I did it, so why? The earlier numbers were okay. How many people saw my content? How many engaged? And you know what is typically reach, frequency, mathematics works for paid media, right? Those yeah. are your drivers, and it has a very known science. Mm. Depth drivers should be your influencers. So I'm saying, question: Why are you doing influence marketing? If you want influence, who are the guys? Do you want that pyramid of saying, who are my visibility drivers, my awareness drivers, my con- consideration drivers, my engagement drivers, my purchase drivers? And then so, uh, given my cycle and my, and so many questions to ask. i say, drop all the questions if you like, but at least them and then choose to ignore them with your eyes open. Right. So relationships are changing where, of course, the video commerce is the top of the ground. Lots of tech platforms coming up and saying, we've now got what a black mechanism. The influencer will sell. But it's always the... Actually, it's not even the 80-20. It's like the 95-5 relationship where you hear about... This influencer did overnight sales of $5 million for this brand. Right. The fact is there are five such people out of 100. And you will not sell. Also, an influencer will be willing to sell your product depending on how her knowledge of... So, let's say if I'm selling... A beauty product, I know if I say something to my audiences, I will be able to sell five units. And therefore, I'm willing to be paid for those five sales that I created. What is, it's a detergent. Right. So look, look, it's a low-involvement product. And somebody will go and buy it. Maybe they'll hear about it from me. So I'm not willing to have performance-led responsibilities as an influencer. So deep thought. You say, listen, ask the questions. Can peel the onion. Just like video consumer inciting. What is it that will trigger cycle to buy a product is to say, hey, I will give in social affirmation. Similarly, what is it for your brand that had a behavioral aspect that will live and test those numbers. validate. Always put numbers before subjectivity. Subjectivity should be your last pass. So I packed a lot of subjectivity into that response, but I gave the directions. But I'm happy to take more questions on that point if you want me to drill down. First.
0: As the first generation of digital creators go mainstream, Right. How is their social following going
1: to look different? Yeah. So again, that 15 minutes of fame thing always is there. Nobody who goes big has... There's always a shelf life to fame. and The role remains the same. The moment you have Bevan Bam at a zone and he's talking about, let's say, a fancy own thing. He can drive cool, but can he drive adoption? Mm. Yeah, people believe. And all therefore goes down to the again, Who is the audience and what is their engagement? And let's see possibly, can I know the audience affinities of them willing to listen? So to reach versus depth is a query that'll remain. So yeah, this, it's happening. In fact, that's what I said earlier. The many Disney first creators have now become celebrities. Many celebrities, right, have digital things. Did they go into the content depth? Very few of saying, look, do people believe me when I say this is really good for you? Or, mm. I just kept the association. I've seen an ad. So, my credibility brain of saying, okay, they have an ad, they have a good customer service. It's probably a good brand to be able to hold the pika for an ad. Right. Someone says, hey, listen, you know what, I use this for three days and then it's going to be three months from now and, but you know what, it's working well for me. Those considerations will keep changing. But I'm taking it from where you said that look, it, uh, people will become celebrities and thing. they become mad celebrities. There's something called the YouTube Fan Fest. where right, kids right. And celebrities want to be there in attendance to meet superwoman and all of that because it's so cool in a cartish way. But the scale, because on any good day, a Facebook ad or a media ad or a TV ad, which gives you the lowest cost to reach, be any influencers, reach awareness. So influence versus reach. Ask this question, see the relevance for your brand in your brand life cycle and do you need that? and the truth shall surface. Questions is still the only way to navigate this planet.
0: Right. The last question I had was around metrics. We were speaking about how followership and engagement rate often are the primary metric for creator partnerships. And that has led to this undercurrent of fake social media followers and fake engagement and so on and so forth. Right. What are the key metrics that you would ask marketers or founders to keep an eye out for while they're striking that next influencer partnership?
1: First one would be hygiene, audience credit. Second is audience relevance. Are they mighty? Then I would say engagement rate. Okay. And in the engagement rate, okay, and I have a there as well. Okay. Uh, Engagement rate and how much of that engagement is real. It's possible using to see how much of the likes are real versus fake. And
0: on that insightful note, it's a wrap. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking time out for this. Guys, do tune in next week for the next episode of the UN Incorporated Podcast. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Thrifty Titles Podcast. I sincerely hope we were able to bring you one step closer to building and growing your venture. If you found our show useful, remember to follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share our episodes far and wide. It means the world to me and my team. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram and don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at join.thriftytitans.co We have all the links available in our show notes. Welcome again to the ranks of the Thrifty Titans Tribe. We're really excited to have you on board.